Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're studying the Bible, God's Word to us, and is given to us so that we can know God, know about God, and know how to follow God. We're working our way through the book of 3 John. Today is episode 57, and we're looking at 3 John, verses 5 through 8. Let's read the passage. Dear friend, you are acting faithfully in whatever you do for the brothers and the sisters, especially when they're strangers, for they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, since they set out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from pagans. Therefore, we ought to support such people so that we can be co-workers with the truth. Well, here we see John's dual pillars of his writings of the idea of truth and love. He's already commended his friend Gaius that he is faithful to the truth and he is walking in the truth. His doctrine is solid. What he believes is is good. It is solid. It's based on the word of God and his life reflects what he believes. Now he specifically addresses the idea of love. He says, dear friend, you're acting faithfully in whatever you do for the brothers and sisters. So this goes along with the idea of love one another. John has made it that a central part of, of his letter, 1 John, and he mentions it in 2 John also, the idea, love one another. True followers of Christ love other followers of Christ. And if you don't, there is something dreadfully wrong. There's either something wrong with your heart, something wrong with your faith, or you're not really a follower of Christ because true followers of Christ love other followers of Christ. And love is more than just a a sentimental feeling. It is action grounded in truth. So he commends Gaius in how he loves one another. He's doing things for the brothers and sisters. Then he adds, especially when they are strangers. Now, this takes it to a new level. He doesn't just do things for his fellow church people. He does things for fellow believers whom he doesn't even know. Now, it's a common thing for itinerant preachers, itinerant evangelists to travel from town to town proclaiming the word of God. And the way they live is based on the the charity of, of the people they encounter. There was the concern that was addressed in second john about whether or not somebody was really an itinerant preacher where they really were a traveling missionary or whether they were just trying to take advantage so the warning about supporting false teachers here john is commending gaius for supporting those who are actually preaching the truth true brothers and sisters true strangers who are in the faith and proclaiming the faith and so stepping it up to this new level of taking care and providing. Now, what what provisions was he making? Probably lodging, food, maybe even monetary support. As they come traveling through, proclaiming the word of God, the local believers would take them in, care for them as they conducted their ministry, and then they travel on. So then verse 6, John says, they have testified to your love before the church. Well, who's they who've testified? Apparently, these itinerant preachers who Gaius has taken care of. Now, this may be the very people who have given the report about Gaius to John, probably. And because John says, they have testified to your love before the church. 
what church? I suspect it is John's home church, or at least a church there local in the area where John is. And John has heard firsthand from these traveling missionaries, these traveling evangelists who were taken in, given hospitality by Gaius. They were given lodging, they were given food, they were probably given money. And then they traveled on their way, continuing their mission. And now they're here in Ephesus, and John has encountered them, and they have testified. Here we see that word testify again. They've borne witness. They are witnesses to the love that Gaius has expressed to fellow believers. And they've testified before the church. Now, church, this is the first time we see it in 3 John. It appears three times in 3 John. And it's the only place in any of John's writings where he actually uses the word church. Just an interesting note. These itinerant preachers have come to the church where John is, and they've talked about the, the hospitality that Gaius has for the traveling evangelists. Then in the second half of verse 6, he says, You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. This is a sentence that's uh, difficult in, in the original Greek. It literally says, Whom well you will do, sending them forward worthily of God. Whom well you would do basically means please. Please send them on in their ministry, in their mission of proclaiming the gospel as traveling evangelists. So John is basically uh, committing Gaius and, and asking him, please send them on, take care of them, and then send them on as they continue their ministry as, as traveling missionaries, as traveling evangelists. Then in verse 7, he, he explains why. Since they set out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from pagans, Another interesting thing about Third John here is he says they set out for the sake of the name. Obviously, the name is Jesus Christ, but he never actually directly mentions Jesus in this letter. That's a short letter. This is the, the only time he actually addresses Jesus Christ, and here he does it somewhat indirectly, the name. But we know what he means. He means the name of Jesus. And these traveling missionaries whom Gaius has extended Christian hospitality, treat them as fellow brothers and sisters, and taking care of them, he says, send them on, because that's what they're doing. They have gone out, taken on this traveling ministry for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ, and they accept nothing from pagans. Now, the word that gets translated pagan sometimes gets translated as Gentiles, but basically he's using it in the sense of unbelievers here. And these traveling missionaries, they accept the hospitality, the generosity of their fellow believers as they travel from town to town, but they do not approach unbelievers for funding. Well, they don't stand on a street corner and beg. They don't uh, do anything to try and get charity from unbelievers. And John commends this and indicates this is good. This is what you're supposed to do. The efforts of Christian missionaries should be supported by Christians. The efforts of the proclamation of the gospel should be supported by those who have the gospel, those who are the believers. Now, what's this mean to us? Well, we've got to be careful. We don't take an offhand comment and uh, make a hard doctrine out of it, but I, I believe this myself. I, I don't like the idea of 
setting up a, a table in front of a, a local grocery store, asking people to donate money to support the ministries of the church. It's one thing to do a, a car wash. There you're actually performing a service or doing a bake sale, something like that. But to actually just beg for money, for people to give you money to support your, your ministry, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. And I think it goes along with this idea of the proclamation of the gospel is to be funded by the people of God. And John wraps up here in, in verse 8. He says, Therefore we ought to support such people so that we can be co-workers with the truth. The we here is emphatic. We looked at this last time where he used I. Ought to support. You know, that's a first-person plural verb. It doesn't need the we. But the we here is uh, placed emphatically. We ought to support these people. Which people? The traveling missionaries the traveling evangelists. We should support them so that we can be co-workers with the truth. So John is endorsing the ministry of the, the traveling evangelists, the missionaries, and saying that it's up to us to be the ones to support them. So he commends Gaius for doing it, but expands that to, to all of us. And that's where we should. You know, we should support missionaries. We should support the missionary effort. And different churches, different groups, different denominations have different ways of doing this. Uh, in, in my Southern Baptist denomination, we have a very uh, organized way of doing this. We have very intentional mission collections uh, different times in the year to support different areas of, of missionary work. We uh, take a portion of our budget and, and send it to the missionary services. And so we've been very uh, intentional about supporting missionaries, the missionary effort. Each, each church has a different way of doing it. Each person has a different way of doing it. But the challenge here is, will we follow the admission of John and actually make sure that we as individuals, we as families, and we as individual churches are supporting the missionary effort so that we can be co-workers with the truth. Now truth is important here. Uh, one of the things he uh, mentioned in Second John was don't support people who are not working the truth. Don't support people who are doctrinally unsound. Don't support people who are proclaiming a false gospel. So be uh, judicious in what missionaries you support so that you actually are being a co-worker in the truth. So his commendation for Gaius is that Gaius is solid in the truth. Gaius lives a life that is faithful to the truth. He's walking in the truth. Specifically, he loves one another. And very specifically, as a subset of that, he's actually supporting strangers, people he doesn't know, who are co-workers in the truth, the traveling missionaries. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 3rd John.